Hello, fellow cinephiles. My name's Ben, and this is the Real Movies Podcast. All right. Thank you for joining us for episode four of the Real Movies Podcast. My name's Ben, and I'm joined by my good buddy, Jacob, who uh, doesn't really have any qualifications, <laughs> but he, he, he likes to watch movies, too, and likes to talk about movies, and he's always a good conversation. So, Jacob, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. <laughs> so, uh, I thought we'd talk about some of the big things going on in the news lately for uh, the, the Hollywood industry news. Um, I think one of the biggest things... Um, at least the past couple of days here has been um, Star Wars. Uh, there's been a lot of stuff coming out for Star Wars Rogue One out of the Star Wars celebration in London. Um, I think there's been... Did you see any of this? There's like a new poster. I saw like, the new trailer. Was there a new trailer? Uh, no, it wasn't a new trailer. Sorry. It was new footage. Oh, yeah. Um, it was it was kind of a, a teaser in a way. Didn't they have the, they had the director talking about oh, it? Oh, yeah. But there was, a lot, there was a lot of footage in that. And there's some behind-the-scenes stuff. That looked really cool, though. I'm more excited for Rogue One than I was for The Force Awakens. I'm I honestly think it'll be a better movie because I, I like the aesthetic, and I think it's a really gritty like interpretation of the Star yeah. Wars universe, which is what I think we need. Yeah. And that era between Episode 3 and Episode 4 I think is probably the most interesting era in Star Wars lore that we haven't really touched on yet because they've done a bunch of stuff with the prequels, like they had the Clone Wars movies and the mm-hmm. shows, and then episode four, five, and six are in quick succession. There isn't a lot going on in between those movies, yeah. but there's a 20-year gap, pretty much. Right. So I think that would be really interesting to see. Yeah. I'm not. I'm kind of lukewarm on them having Darth Vader in it, but the fact that James Earl Jones is going to be yeah, voicing it, I think James that's Earl a really Jones. good thing. Yeah, but then they've said, like, we don't know how much he's going to be in it. They said it's probably only going to be... Like five minutes. Maybe five minutes. So, I mean, that's fine. Especially if it's, like, towards the end and they set him up as, like... If it's, like, him walking onto that Star Destroyer or whatever. Yeah. Like, and then them going... Them setting out. I mean, if James Earl Jones is going to be in it, though, at least he'll have a couple lines. Yeah. I'd, I'd rather have him have, like, a couple lines and just, like, you see him, because I feel like it'd be a waste. Then. Right. Kind of yeah. like how Mark Hamill was in The Force Awakens. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's going to get his Yoda time, Well, that's I think, definitely in next, true. In episode 8. And they, I guess they recently wrapped episode 8, speaking of Star Wars, Daisy Ridley, or at least Daisy Ridley. They wrapped? Thing. I think they wrapped filming. Wow. Oh, well, it doesn't come out for another year and a half, yeah. right? Well, let me take, uh, well, Daisy Ridley is done filming, and she was like, well, it's a wrap on episode 8. So I don't know if it's just her that's finished. I would assume it's probably just her that's done. That, that would surprise me, though, because isn't she the, I mean, she's the main she's character. She's the main character. So they probably did, I think she's got, like, a lot of stuff going on, so I think they... They get all her scenes first, and then they'll probably go do I mean, because I, I follow John Boyega on social media and yeah. Mark Hamill, and they're, they're always getting into shenanigans, so yeah. I, I've seen John, probably done a lot of stuff, too. If you don't follow John Boyega on, any, on like, Snapchat, his Snapchat He's is great, funny. his Instagram is great. He's a good guy. Um, so, yeah, so Star Wars is going to be big. I think if Rogue One comes out uh, December 16th this year, same day as, uh, wasn't didn't uh, Force Awakens I mean, come out on the 16th last year? I, I don't know if it was the six. It was definitely in December. It was that holiday season movie time. Yeah. Let's see what else we got going on in the other big headlines. Uh, um, oh, the Idris Elba did a movie called Bastille Day, and um, the studio that is 
in charge of that just um I guess they delayed the release following that's the, the attacks in Nice. Yeah. Um so yeah, that's you know, really, really sad thing that happened over in France and uh, our hearts go out to all of them. Um and this is probably a smart move just to show some a little bit of respect. I think um USA networks I think also delayed they were doing a, a TV show of um, Best the movie sh- well they're doing shooter. Like um you remember that Mark Wahlberg movie yeah. a couple years ago? They read they're doing a TV show of that. Oh, and they delayed. Sorry, Ryan Phillippe. Oh God! <laughs> so they delayed this because that Mark Wahlberg movie was definitely worthy of a <laughs> TV the, show. I know. I thought the movie was all right, but it didn't need to be a show. Um, but yeah, I think they delayed that one because of the Dallas thing. That makes sense. So too. they delayed it by like a week or two. I think it came. A lot on of crazy crap week. happening. I know. It's awful. A sick world we live in. Of sick people. 2016 and, isn't exactly the best year. But cinema will always be there. for That's us. true. That is so, true. That's what you got. That's what you always got to look out for. Um, so, yeah, I guess we could the, really, the um, at this point, the elephant in the room really is Ghostbusters, I guess. Um, we've both seen it by now. Yep. Um, I thought it was okay. It was not, I don't think it deserves like an ounce of the vitriol that has been spewed in its direction. Um, it's really... Well, I agree with that. Yeah. But I thought it was horrible. But it's uh, the reason I thought it was horrible is it doesn't have anything to do with like the hate it got on YouTube. Yeah. I just didn't think it was a good movie. Mm-hmm. Like I did, having them have a female cast was fine. Yeah. It didn't really bother me that there were no like positive male characters. Yeah. I thought that Crim Hemsworth was hilarious. I yeah, think he I was the too. funniest part. But overall, I did not enjoy it. Mm. And the sad thing is, is I think there was potential. Like, yeah. seeing the trailer, it looked like, obviously, no one liked the trailer. The trailer was horrible. Mm-hmm. That was just very bad in yeah. general. There's no way to say that the trailer was good. Yeah. But the movie started off really strong for me. I, oh, I thought the opening was great. I thought great. the opening was great. I was on board even when Leslie Jones was introduced <laughs> and Kate McKinnon. I couldn't stand Kate McKinnon. Every time she opened her mouth, I wanted to tell her to shut up. See, I love so Kate McKinnon. I think there's I think that's a polarity yeah. in that character. But I don't think really anyone liked Leslie Jones. No. But honestly, I liked her more than any of the stuff she does on SNL because really? she's super annoying on SNL. I haven't seen her in uh Top 5 yet. I still need to see Top that. Top 5's a good movie. But I've heard good things about yeah. it. But there was a lot of potential. I was like I was going in hoping I was like, "All right, I hope this is at least funny." Yeah. And the first half of the movie was pretty good, but I was trying to pinpoint last night when it went wrong, at least for me, because mm-hmm. this is just my opinion. Yeah. I'm not going to pretend to be a professional critic. I like movies a lot, but I'm not a pro <laughs> critic. Okay. But I think it went bad after the rock concert. There, that heavy metal concert. I see that. And they caught that. The dragon. I, I guess that was a ghost, even though it was like a dragon <laughs> demon. Yeah. But that was I was that was fine. Even though it was ridiculous, but it was like enjoyable to watch. Yeah. It reminded me of the original Ghostbusters. And then they get to the mayor's office, and they keep saying stuff like, got to keep the cat in the bag. Cat's out the bag. Cat's out of the bag. Got to get back in the bag. And they said, like, 15 lines of that. And I literally had to restrain myself (laughs) in this theater of, like, 300 people to to not yell shut up at the screen because it was so painfully cringy to watch. There was a lot of cringy moments. There were a ton. After that. There was some before. But after that especially, I just... (laughs) 
It's, I just, the comedy didn't work for me at all. Like, I mean, I laughed a couple of parts. Uh, my favorite joke in the entire thing was when uh, Kristen Wiig makes the joke to the to the mayor and is like, don't be like the mayor from Jaws. And he's, was, like, and he's like, don't ever compare <laughs> me to the mayor from Jaws. I thought that was hilarious. That was one of the, like, better meta jokes. Yeah. But any time they were, like, looking on YouTube, yeah. I'm like, really, guys? And they're really? like, ain't no bitches gonna hunt no ghosts. You're, gonna, like, you're like, stupid yeah. to that level. And it made me think, I was like, did you, like, rewrite the script after the trailer I'm came sure out? I'm sure they probably did. Because, honestly, that may have made it worse. I Thinking that maybe... If they had just gone ahead and did what they were yeah. going to do, it would have been a more enjoyable movie. Now, every movie goes through rewrites, but at the same time, I mean, the trailer didn't come out that long ago. So, the the fact, maybe they added that in, but that stuff definitely did not work, at least for me. Yeah. No, I, I it's, overall, it's just not, It's it's got enjoyable bits and pieces, but it's not. Like the greatest. I mean, it's definitely. It's. I think it's better than the original Ghostbusters too. We agreed on that, right? You scare me every time you say that because I think you're going to say it's better than the original. No, no, no. It's not. The, no, it's not better than the original Ghostbusters. It's better than Ghostbusters two. Um, I've only seen Ghostbusters two once, and it was years ago, so I can't really comment on that. But yeah. I mean, I would buy that. The first half of the movie was definitely. I wish they had done more with yeah. that house, that mansion, that. Uh, the mansion with Ed Begley Jr. and yeah. Gabe from the Office. I don't know his name, yeah. but that was, I thought that was like pretty good, and that I, part was actually pretty scary in terms that's of. That's what I'm talking about. That was. I mean, I'm not a horror movie guy, you know that, yeah. but it was. There were some like intense moments. I thought there. the horror elements were. That was one of the things I really loved about this movie. Was I thought the horror like it had a really strong sense of, uh, um, like what makes. Uh, like horror stuff work, like you know, you, um, you know, a door opens over here, while over in another corner the candles all blow out, and then there's somebody who's scared, scared out of their wits, and they're turning around yeah. looking, they don't know. Um, so honestly, like uh, Paul Feig might be okay if they ever did like another Haunted Mansion movie. <laughs> That's what like, people were like saying. Hey, or Paul Feig, uh, Haunted Mansion called. They want your special <laughs> effects back, <laughs> right? But like in the beginning, I was on board with the ghost special effects too, because you had that guy. The guy in the electric chair was pretty creepy looking. Yeah, he was the creepy. crazy woman locked in the basement, she was pretty creepy looking. And yeah. those were the two best looking ghosts in the movie, in my opinion. Yeah. And they, I think they were a lot creepier when they were like moving slowly, yeah. as opposed to like being pilgrims mm-hmm. throwing axes at the end. Yeah, I think the biggest problem for me is it started off strong, mm-hmm. and once it got bad, it didn't get better. And I think this is a universal thing for movies, though. You can have a bad start yeah. and end strong, and people come out of that movie with a more positive feeling. But if you start strong and end bad, I mean, you're going to be thinking about the end more often because yeah. that's just that's human nature. That's what happened last. And it was so bad, mm-hmm. especially when they opened the portal. Oh, my God. <laughs> I when, when Kristen Wiig jumped into the portal, spoiler alert, yeah. in case you haven't seen it yet, she jumps into the portal to save Melissa McCarthy after mm-hmm. they've used the Ecto car to basically have like a nuclear explosion. It's as it's as ridiculous yeah. as it sounds. Yeah. And Kristen Wiig jump dives in after her and she has like a little like cable attached to her. And I could literally feel the green screen. You could <laughs> just see it. You could feel the green screen. <laughs> and that part they're jumping through like a portal. It would have looked bad in the nineteen seventies if yeah. they had done it. Like even before the original Ghostbusters came out, I had to. I was crying, laughing, 
at how bad that scene was. I, that was the hardest, and that's the sad thing. That was the hardest I laughed the entire movie right. was when it wasn't supposed to be funny at all. We were supposed to have this touching moment between Kristen Wiig and Melissa McCarthy, and it was just pure yeah. horrible yeah. cinema at that point. <laughs> But that's the thing. Like, I really like the first half, but I have a bad taste in my mouth because the second half was so bad. Yeah. And that's what's sad about it is it, the, I, I'm much more bothered by movies that have potential yeah. and don't pay off than just like a mediocre movie in general. Right. Like Black Hat. I fell asleep watching that, but yeah. I'm not bothered by it as much because I don't think there was, a, it, there was Chris Hemsworth was like the only positive part of that movie yeah. and it was not a good movie. Yeah, I agree. But yeah, um, so yeah, Ghostbusters. I mean, it's it's here now. It's never it's, it's never going away. Never gonna go away. <laughs> um, so we've got to. I guess you know you can think how you want about it, but it's there now, and so I think it's important for like the just like the cultural significance and the zeitgeist that's going on, and um, I think it's definitely a landmark in some ways. Yeah, I think people need to see it just for that reason alone. I mean, think what you will about you know how bad the trailers looked or the fact that there are women in it. Um, in the words of LeVar Burton, don't take my word for it. Exactly. Go and see it yourself, but at the same time, if you're asking my opinion, I'm not going to recommend it. <laughs> right. So, uh, yeah, so that's Ghostbusters. Um, what else so, can you say? Start a, yeah, exactly. Start a dialogue with us if you want. You can um, follow me on all the social networks at the real Benny C R E E L. That's the real with two E's at the real Benny C. Jacob, what are what's your Twitter? If people I want mean, to it's private. You. They, if you want to follow me, but I don't tweet anything about movies, so. All right. Well, That's all, I mean, if you don't follow me, I'm right. not that interesting. <laughs> don't follow Jacob. Follow me only. <laughs> um, you can also read. Uh, I do a lot of write-ups for all most of the movies I go to see in theaters. You can read all of those at therealmoviesblog.blogspot.com. It's a good website. You should check it out. So, uh, also, we've been talking recently about this other movie called Sick House. Yeah, you should go watch this movie. Yeah, if you listen to um, the last episode of the Real Movies Podcast, I talked about this film with uh, Daniel and Frankie, and um, what this is, is the uh, Sick House is the first ever horror film made entirely by Snapchat. What they did is, um, this girl wrote a script and directed this film, and basically got a hold of... Um, it's a YouTube star. I think her name's Andrea. I get her name wrong every time. Andrea Russett or something like that. She, her name, they used her real name in yeah. the, the movie, though. So it's, I think it's Andrea Russett. Um, so th- they used her, and back in back in April, they uh, went out in the woods in California, and they filmed um, this horror movie. I mean, it really feels like a straight remake of The Blair Witch it Project. It definitely is. Um, it's like a 2016 version of The Blair Witch Project. Right. Um, so... I watched it, Dan watched it, Frankie has yet to watch it, but I had Jacob watch it so we could kind of talk a little bit more about it. Um, and if you if you listen to episode three of the Real Movies podcast, you know my thoughts on this. I, I thought it was I thought it was cliche, but it was really good. Um, Jacob, what did you what did you think about? Uh, well, this? let me put my opinions out for horror movies. I don't like horror movies in general. Usually, like, not a big fan of like Sinister, yeah. Conjuring's okay, but the average horror movie I'm not a fan of. But this movie. I actually enjoyed, and which surprised me because I, I didn't have very high hopes going into this. Just hearing the premise, like a Snapchat horror movie, really? Yeah. I was like, have we stooped to that level? But the way they did it was really well done, 
And there, I mean, there's going to be some cliche moments. I can't. Yeah. The, their budget was probably super tiny for this, but they did a good job for what it is. They did a really good job, and no one ever can make another Snapchat horror movie. Yeah. I think they they set the precedent for that, mm-hmm. and anything after that wouldn't. I don't think it would work. Mm-hmm. I'm sure some people will try, but as a found footage movie, yeah. it works really well. Like this is Snapchat is perfect for found footage, and you can think, well, it's unrealistic that somebody would be Snapchatting all of this. But people Snapchat their lives. Yeah. Clearly, that this was that was the point they made, and that's one of the cool things I thought they was, they made that point. They made a lot of. I think that was probably one of my favorite parts of the movies. How many they actually made comments on yeah. like. The use of Snapchat, like are you using this too much? Like, why are you doing this? What's okay to put out there? And what you've told them about the premise, though, where I mean, people could watch. We're watching that live. Yeah, that's the thing. Is that that was really what made it even scarier for me was that if I had been following this girl on Snapchat, I think it was on Andrea's uh, Snapchat story back in April. So they uploaded it in real time to her actual Snapchat account. Real people that follow her, she has like you know close to a million followers on Snapchat. They thought she was actually being you know, haunted and attacked and going through all this stuff. It, um, like, just put yourself in someone who's watching that. That would be absolutely terrifying yeah. and insane. That's like the 2016 version of Orson Welles reading War of the Worlds on the Frank radio. said you too. Yeah, and that's exactly what it is. That's, for that it's alone, really for that alone, that is worthy of something. Yeah. And I went into this movie with zero hopes. Yeah. I came out actually enjoying it. And it's, yeah. uh, it's short, too, so it, d- it never gets, like, bogged down, really. Yeah. And it feels like... At the, you feel like you're watching someone's Snapchat story, but it's not boring. Yeah. It's not like you're watching someone's Snapchat story of them driving in the car, showing, oh, we made it to Houston or whatever. Yeah. Something boring like that. It's it's pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, also, though, I... Um, the last episode of um, the show, uh, I got a lot of uh, love from people that were involved in the movie. Like, I actually That's had really a awesome. conversation with the director, um, a short one, just, you know, talking about, mm-hmm. I, I said something, I think we said something in the in the podcast about um, the cat, and it was like, we couldn't tell if it was real or whatever, and it's like, it was kind of, Dan was like, I, I'm not sure I liked the cat dying. But, did that happen? Did well, that the, actually happen? She told me that that was in the script. Oh, uh, okay. So I'm sure they probably just took it. Somewhere, or maybe it did. I'm not sure. Maybe she'll I doubt, hear this I, it's and tell me about just, it more. Pr- yeah, I was wondering about that part too because I was like, "Is this? Did this actually happen, yeah. or did? Because that easily could have just been something that happened, and they threw it in there to make yeah. it feel more realistic." Be- I mean, the movie could- is very realistic yeah. overall. Yeah. Uh, aside from like the amount of time these people Snapchat, but yeah. if she's a Snapchat star, then yeah. that makes sense that she would do it. I think probably one, the one of the parts that made the movie is um, I thought Taylor, the girl who played Taylor and the guy who played Lucas, yeah. had a pretty good chemistry. Yeah, and I think Taylor did a good job of being creepy. Taylor did. Do she a was. Good a, job. She was. She was. She put the horror element in the movie before it became a horror movie because she was just kind of like she was weird. She was weird and unsettling. She's a little unsettling. And, like, she has some weird things about her past. Mm-hmm. That's not spoiling anything. That's, yeah. like, one of the first things they talk about. Yeah. And um, I think one of the things that would make it really fun to watch on Snapchat, yeah. real, well, not fun, terrifying to watch on Snapchat in real time is all the effects were practical for the most part. Yeah, there was really nothing about it. I mean, it's 
it is like watching Blair Witch, so it feels like very, you know, extremely low budget. Like, you and I probably could have done this. I mean, with the amount... I, I, yeah, really. I don't... Like, th- what... All they had I don't to think do was go to that place in the I woods. I think the only money they really had to spend, I mean, aside from, like, paying people to act, yeah. was the horror effects at the end of the movie. Yeah, and they had some music in there that kind of... When the music, for me, was kind of like... Yeah, it sets the mood a little bit, and I guess um, you're supposed to buy into it because, like, a lot of the, you know, the people that really, like, the people with a lot of followers and the Vine stars and stuff all have, like, sometimes they'll put music on their phone and they'll record stuff. But for me, I was like, there were a couple of scenes where they're walking around, there's a spooky music, and I was like, I don't buy this for a second. And um, I didn't really notice that. I probably need to watch it again, but But if you, if... If you pointed it out to me, I was like, "Yeah, yeah. But, but but it's still a movie, though. It's still, it's still a movie, a movie. And, it, and it is still it is still good overall. Um, so I just for an experiment, it's definitely worth checking out. I think you can watch it on Vimeo, um, and there might be one or two other apps or sites you can find it on. Um, but I also, hope it gets like a release to Netflix or something because it deserves yeah, that. Yeah, um, but that's the thing too is you know if they ever decide to do a wider release, a wider general release. Uh, they got to figure out a way to distribute it so that people can just watch it on their phone. Oh, it, yeah. No. It's filmed vertically, so it fits an iPhone perfectly. It would not have been the same if you were not watching it on your phone. Yeah, like Dan Dan said something last week about how he wanted to buy a DVD, and I was like, that would be great, but... You could probably you get away watch with it watching it vertically on your iPad, but that's yeah. that would probably be as far as I go as in terms of like the size of the screen. Yeah. Yeah, if, if I saw it on a TV screen or a movie theater, it would not be It would look good. bad because it's vertical. Um... So yeah, but the other thing I wanted to touch on is that I found out they are making a sequel. They are making a sick house too. Um, I'm I, sure. I want to like follow her for that day while they're filming. Oh my gosh! Yeah, no, That's I like, did. Like I, I got, I you know went on Twitter and I'm I got to find her Snapchat somewhere. But um, I, I don't know if I think it's the same. It's the same uh, director and writer. Um, I can't remember the girl's name. Um, and then uh, I'm not sure if they're going to do the same people again. It may not work if they did the same people again. Well, I mean, that would kind of take you out of it because it's a typical horror movie ending. Yeah. People are going to come to unfortunate ends, so that's not spoiling anything either. Yeah. But, yeah, I agree. It would kind of take you out of it if they had the same... Kind of like in uh, The Raid Redemption (laughs) 2. The Raid 2. The Raid 2. Yeah. Well, they had... A character that died in the previous one, but it was the same. It was a it different. Was the same it was actor, the same actor, but it was a different, different character, character. And that totally took me out of the movie because he looked the exact same. Well, he, like, he looked the exact really same and did the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> Throwing the, the raid two in here two years after it came out. Right. Well, that's a good comparison, I guess. Um, but yeah, Sick House two. I guess we don't really know when it's gonna be around. I think they literally just greenlit it like this week. Probably because um, it had good re- reception. Because I think that as soon as I. Uh, as soon as I tweeted about the podcast, the, the episode three of the podcast, um, I got messages from the director, Lucas, uh, the kid that played Lucas actually followed me for a bit. He did a pretty think, good job. Yeah, he did good. And I think he actually subscribed to the podcast. So Lucas, if you are listening to this, what's up, man? <laughs> uh, we enjoyed the movie. We're looking forward to sick house too. Um, where, whenever it may come around. Hopefully um, you're in it. Yeah. <laughs> Even, um, it might take us out of it, but you did a good job. So, um, so yeah, uh, so we've got about five and a half minutes left on this little recording. I wonder if we can squeeze some of these. Do you want to pause things. it? Um, no, we can just keep going. Uh, last couple of things I wanted to touch on here. Um, if you're not at all aware, like if you collect Blu-rays and you're not aware of this sale going on, the Criterion Collection, 
is having a big 50% off sale at Barnes & Noble in-store and online now through August 1st. And if you go down there to your local store um, or shop their selection on their website, you can get everything for cheap, 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 much uh, cheaper than it normally would be. And I wish they would be this price every time. So that's the thing about Criterion. Yeah, 40 is that, bucks for a movie is yeah, a lot. Yeah, the MSRP for a Criterion Blu-ray is $40. And if you buy them on Criterion's website, they're normally around thirty-five. A little less. Yeah. Um, well, if you buy it in a store, usually it's going it's to be marked up anyway. But yeah, yeah that's. And Criterion they need movies, to be, they need to be it's, it's always like it's really obscure, fantastic movies yeah. or classics like yeah. Doctor Strange Love, yeah. stuff like that. But they're usually pretty pricey. But yeah. the sale, how many have you bought so far? I don't even know. It's a problem, and like. There were, like, I think before this sale, I was like, there's probably three that I'd, like, really actually want to get. I forgot freaking, like, eight or whatever. Eight? Like, I don't even know. <laughs> eight or nine. Like, just ridiculous. Like, Ingmar Bergman had a birthday this week, so I watched my copy of The Seventh Seal, which I got for Christmas a couple years ago. And then, of course, yesterday I went and bought Wild Strawberries, Persona, and then The Phantom Carriage, which was the uh, as a silent movie from 1921, is the movie that inspired Ingmar Bergman to be a filmmaker. So. Literally have never heard of any of those movies except for The Seventh Seal. <laughs> so, yeah, um, it's a problem. Um, I, I decided that, well, they're, um, I think they're releasing The New World um, at the end of this month, Terrence Malick's movie about uh, John Rolfe and Pocahontas and the you know the colonialization in America. Um, That'd be cool. And so that should be an incredible package. And I was going to get it when it came out, but I think I'm going to hold off until the November uh, 50% off sale at Barnes & Noble. Because um, also in October... Criterion is releasing Boyhood, and really? and Pan's Labyrinth. Boy, that's a quick release for Boyhood. Yeah, it's uh, close to well, what was it? I think the first, the original Paramount release came out January 2015. This is October 2016. So yeah, yeah. I've only rewatched it once. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, so we're looking forward to another another big sale coming November. <laughs> Ben's, <laughs> uh, money Ben's money is completely is... gone. <laughs> And uh, but Criterion always make consistently great packages, so uh, you'd be doing an injustice if you pass some of their packages up. So get down to Barnes Noble, uh, check a couple of them out, and uh, enjoy cinema because it's great, and it will always be for you, be there for you in tough times, especially in the uh, the crap that's been going on in the world the past couple of weeks. Um, so yeah, uh, last couple of things here. Um, we talked about Ghostbusters. That's really the biggest thing that we've seen. Uh, saw Mike and Dave new line dates. Yeah. It's, it was worse than I thought it was going to be. I, I had at least like a little hope for Aubrey Plaza and Anna Kendrick and Aubrey Plaza is horrible in it. And she, she takes you out of the movie with her. She does like that a sucks. caricature of like a hood girl. And it's <laughs> not, it, you don't buy it for a second, especially if you've seen her in like Parks and Rec. Oh, that's rough. Yeah, I, I've decided to pass that one up. Yeah, that, it's a good decision. I yeah. saw it with my girlfriend. She wanted to see it. Well, fiance now, actually. Hey, but congratulations. Yeah, thanks. But. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so that's Mike and Dave. Um, what's coming out this week? Uh, this is what? Well, Ghostbusters came yeah, out Ghostbusters this week. Ghostbusters So by the time out. people hear this, probably uh, it'll be Star Trek week. Yeah. I think Star Trek is next Friday. Um, Star Trek Lights Out is coming out next week as well. And then the week after that, we have Jason Bourne, which I'm really looking forward to. Um, you got anything else you want to talk about? Movies? When's the Pokemon Go movie going to be? 
Oh, legendaries. Uh, we should talk about that in the news. Legendary pictures that did Godzilla and yeah. uh, like Warcraft and uh, some of these other big movies. Um, the new they, Godzilla, right? Not the, like, the new Godzilla. Okay, thank God. Yeah, um, they apparently are fighting for the rights to a live-action Pokemon movie. Loosely, kind of like the idea. I think they've been working. Somebody. Been uh, working I don't on, know how I feel about live-action Pokemon. Somebody's been no. working on a live-action Pokemon movie for a while, and interest died, and now that Pokemon Go is a big deal. People kind of want to see a I lot think, of uh, Pokemon movie. Studio Ghibli should pick it up and do it, because then it would be fantastic. Yeah, it could be good. All right, well, we've got about 30 seconds left. Uh, I don't think we have anything else big to talk about. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Real Movies Podcast. In the wise words of someone important, do it for cinema. Mm-hmm.